Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Hilary Okoth and welcome to a very exciting time in the Lord Jesus Christ. As you all know that we are continuing with our episode and last time we discussed about Christ's resurrection and how is it important for a believer and why should we have hope that Christ is seated on the throne. And we've discussed that Christ was raised because God himself pronounces us righteous, that God is not against us, that God is for us. And we also discussed that the reason why Christ was was placed on the cross, was delivered up on the cross, in the, as it is written in the book of Romans, that he was raised because of our trespasses, because of our guilt, and because of our sin. And now we are continuing with the resurrected Christ. And before we continue with the resurrected Christ, I want to remind you one thing. That in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 1, which says, If then you were raised with Christ, yes, we are raised with Christ. So if then we were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So our focus now has to change. Our focus on what we seek, on what we look at, on what we admire has to change because we are no longer, the Bible says, we are new creatures in Christ. The old has passed, the new has come. So if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Even though you may see there is a cloud of darkness all over the world, you may see that all these things are happening, floods, tsunami, viruses, know that Christ is seated. And as he is, as he is seated, so are we. So we have to have this posture. We are seated with Christ. And the Bible continues in the, in, in the second verse saying, set your minds, set your mind on the things above not on the things on, on earth amen why should we why so the question is why should we set our minds on the things above and the answer actually actually you have to have this wisdom that anything that is seen the bible says was created out of the invisible so when we seek the things that are above the things that are not seen so all the other things which are seen will come as an overflow will come with the benefit actually the bible says bless the lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits so when we look at the things that are highly above the things that are not tangible we're actually seeking the things that are on heaven above and it finishes and it continues saying when christ who is our life when Christ who is our life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So there, so we have to have this hope. We have to look unto Christ. We have to have this expectation that Christ will come back for his church. And Christ is here with us. And the blessed hope that we with our mortal body, our lowly bodies will be transformed into his glorious body. So that's our expectations as Christians. That's our hope that we should look on the things that are above, the things that are not seen, 
the things that Christ has given unto us. So in the book of John chapter 21 verses 15, Jesus appeared to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. And the first thing Jesus did, he gave them breakfast. This uh, it says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Peter, Simon Peter, do you love me? Son of John, do you love me? And Peter said, said to him, I love you, Lord. And he said to them, feed my lambs. So this is the posture we have to have. While we are still hoping on the Lord, while we are still looking for him in his secondary coming, we have to look that we have to have this posture of feeding. The young Christian, the lambs, the, feed my lambs. Let the young Christian feed, feed, feed. And the second time, Jesus said to him, Feed my, attend my sheep. Though they are growing up, though they are becoming uh, fat, they are becoming muscular, the sheep, tend them, put them together. Let them have communion with one another. Let them have fellowship with one another. So tend them to tend them together. Tend the lambs. And the last thing that Jesus said to him, Jesus told him, feed my sheep. Though they have grown, they are, though they are together, though they are stronger enough, feed my sheep. Let them continue feeding together. And let them have this revelation. My sheep, they are my lambs. They are my flock. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd give his life for the sheep. Amen. So we have to have this this position as Christians. Though Christ is risen and Christ has gone to heaven, we have to have hope on him. And while we have hope of his second coming, let's continue being together, continue feeding on the word of God. And in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1, it says, Let the brotherly love continue. While we, are, while we are together, even in our online community, the Bible says, let the brotherly love continue. And you actually know what love is. Love covers a multitude of sin. And even, what does even love, love, we love him because he first loved us. Let us have this expectation that God loves us and God gave his son for us. And while on feeding, I, I would love to start a series actually of relationship. What does the Bible says about relationship? What does the Bible says about marriage? What does the Bible says about dating and all this stuff? So tune in. Next time we're going to start with this while we are feeding on the Lord, while we are seeing him. And actually I'd like to give a glimpse of what we'll be discussing next time. And the Bible says... This is a mystery about relationship. This is a mystery. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 32, it says, This is a mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. The Christ and the church. There's a relationship. Actually, the relationship is the Christ called the church a bride. And bride is so homely, so beautiful, so good, so it's a mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, it says, Marriage is an honorable, th- it's honorable 
among all it could say the bible could have said marriage is honorable but actually it says marriage is honorable among all so even in even in the church setup we are married to Christ and now even we uh, um it says that even in the basic unit of the family marriage is honorable among all so we have to cherish marriage we don't have to uh, take the concept of the world how they view marriage of how they see marriage or how they view relationship we have to have this expectation of what the bible says the bible says that marriage is honorable among all among all institution is more honorable more than business more than any other thing so we have to have this expectation that we are married to Christ that Christ is our provider that he is our shepherd that he is the one who gave his life the bible says that Christ gave his life for the church uh, actually it's the book of ephesians which says Christ gave his life husband love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her so this is a self sacrificial life and actually I want us to pray together while we are still expecting expectant of the lord of him of opening doors during this season of him providing good relationship of him loving us providing for us and being with us So Father we thank you for this time we thank you for everything you've done we thank you for all our listeners Lord we do pray Lord that you may feed us that you that we may see more of you in the, in our lives and we may see more of you in our position in everything let us continue to hope for your coming and we thank you for everything let your name be lifted high and exalted above all in the name of Jesus Christ we do pray and believe Amen. Thank you for listening.